0: Hello and welcome to the Ron Show for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Let that sink in, y'all. It's December 21st. So you got three more shopping days. I guess if you count today, four, until uh, folks are going to be ripping apart uh, gift wrap and presents and opening up those gift bags. The easiest way to gift wrap, if you ask a man. Um, So I'm sure you're kind of busy. I spent a good bit of today prepping my condo for a Christmas Eve get-together Dusting and wiping down things that I forgot I had. Hmm. Anyway, this is the Ron Show on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. I am your host, Ron Roberts. And while a lot of us are planning for gift giving and uh, hosting functions, we have elected officials at the state, county, and municipal levels all wringing their hands right now over the forecast over the next few days. If you haven't noticed, now would be a good time too, especially if you have plants, uh, pets that you tend to keep outdoors, it's time to start thinking about alternative plans for them uh, over the next few days. Beginning Friday, we're going to see temperatures in the teens, could be in the single digits Saturday night into Sunday morning, and not escaping freezing at least until Sunday afternoon and not getting out of freezing for good until a week from Friday. That's right. While we don't have uh, any chance, it looks like, for a white Christmas, it's going to be a very blah 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 blue, 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 cold blue Christmas <laughs> from the looks of things uh, forecast-wise. So that means that uh, vegetation and pl- uh, pets that tend to be outdoors, uh, you're going to start making some plans for them, hopefully, uh, in the next day or two. Other folks are as well. We have uh, an immense homeless population in the city of Atlanta, obviously, and uh, there are also going to be those who are among our more vulnerable poor folks who don't have insulated homes, who do not have proper heating. Naturally, this is the time of year these spikes in cold are are when house fires happen because of improper heating or inadequate heating measures taken. Uh, so this is this is going to be a, a heady next few days for folks uh, in and around Georgia who aren't quite used to having long spells of such cold weather. Uh, according to the AJC today, Governor Brian Kemp is going to declare a state of emergency ahead of cold weather. Um, we also have uh, some warming centers that are going to be opening throughout the city of Atlanta, uh, Fulton County, Gwinnett, Cobb County as well, opening DeKalb County, opening warming centers. We'll try and put together a blog with a that is a complete resource of all these uh, useful uh, places for our more vulnerable citizens to head to. Uh, later in today's show, we're going to talk with Donnie Edwards, retired Army veteran who uh, later became a military recruiter and settled in Atlanta. Launched an organization called Hunger Has No Religion. Now, you might think that sounds like a food shelter, uh, or a soup kitchen or something like that, but what Donnie's organization does and he looks to maybe broaden it towards, you know, feeding and perhaps providing shelter for the homeless at some point in time, but what Donnie's organization does is provides necessities, like toiletries, cleanliness, provides dignity, and of course is vital to the health and well-being of our more vulnerable population as well. His organization Hunger has no religion at hhnr.org provides toothbrushes, toothpaste, soap, deodorant, things of that nature. So we're going to have him on later in the show to talk about his organization. Uh, never never a better time than to talk about it as we head into uh, such a cold snap like this. Now, yesterday we made note of the catfight fight with Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene has penned, I assume penned, an op-ed that wound up in the Daily Caller at dailycaller.com today, where she goes to bat for Kevin McCarthy as a GOP Speaker of the House. I'll read some of this to you. We'll we'll skim through it a little bit. Uh, Her op-ed begins, The one thing people are sick and tired of from Washington, D.C. is empty promises. Lying to the base is a red line for me, and that's what five of my closest colleagues are doing when they claim a consensus House Speaker candidate will emerge as they oppose Kevin McCarthy. Here's the reality. No one is running against Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. No, Jim Jordan is not running. He has endorsed Kevin McCarthy. Jim is to lead the Judiciary Committee as chairman, exactly where we all need him to be. Grimace. Jim Jordan will lead the charge to rip apart the corrupt Department of Justice and FBI. The Department of Justice, by the way, was handed uh, January sixes caseload. Uh, corrupt. Of course they are. Sure. Uh, and by the way, uh, Trump's taxes are coming out. I guess you're starting to see as well as uh, the rest of the world did. That man is not a smart businessman. and yet somehow got a lot of tax breaks and somehow paid a very small pittance in taxes. Man, if I had an army of uh, accountants like he could allegedly afford. Uh, Anyway, let me get back to uh, Marge's uh, op-ed here. No, Steve Scalise is not running. He was unanimously elected majority leader and publicly supports Kevin McCarthy. After spending the last two years in absolute disgust with the Biden-Democrat agenda, and the disrespectful way Nancy Pelosi runs the House, I can tell you why I'm supporting Kevin for Speaker. I voted no, all caps, against the radical Democratic agenda, put Congress on record by forcing roll call votes, made procedural moves on the floor to stop bills and introduced America First legislation. Can you just hear her voice when I'm reading this? For all Republicans to support, day after day, week after week, I've been the Democrats' biggest biggest political target. Mm, Maybe not the biggest. I was even kicked off my committee because I'm such a threat to their agenda. That's not why she was kicked. She's kicked off because she's just a pitiful excuse for a human being. Yelling into mail slots at fellow representatives' doors. Stalking, shooting victims as they walk sidewalks in Washington, D.C. Keep reading, Ron. Perhaps more than any Republican, I'm ready for our majority because I believe there's real work to be done (laughs) to save our country. And the last thing I want is everything blown up on day one simply because a few dislike Kevin McCarthy, who is promoting the very agenda they believe in. Okay. Um, we'll, uh, we'll have this, uh, this op-ed in the Daily Caller, uh, in our show notes later today. Uh, closer to home, there are a little bit, a little bit of jockeying for, uh, positions in party leadership. Uh... To the surprise of no one, uh, Nikema Williams, my congressperson, Nikema Williams, uh, is running essentially unopposed for uh, state party chair. Uh, the vice chair seat is is one that is uh, come open as uh, DeCap Commissioner Ted Terry has announced that he's not going to run for the seat again, saying last week he wouldn't seek any party office to quote give other leaders from the grassroots a chance to serve. Uh, if you if you've never met Ted, Ted's a, a very grassroots kind of guy. I know a lot of folks know him from uh, you know being on Queer Eye, the uh, the reboot on Netflix. But you now Ted Ted's a very grassroots kind of guy, uh, former mayor, uh, now decap commissioner, Bernie guy too. I kind of like that. Anyway, uh, Terry has endorsed uh, Reverend James Major Woodall, but also a uh, public relations executive by the name of Dante Carter, who used to be a TV reporter himself. Uh, and also ran for Sandy Springs mayor in 2021, announced that he would be seeking that spot as well. Oh, also, uh, State Senator Sheikh Rahman, a longtime party official who was the first Muslim elected to the Georgia legislature, filed paperwork Tuesday to run for the job as well. Now, on the right, there's a lot of tongue wagging going on. David Schaefer, his tenure as GOP chair has been a little rocky, but it could be argued that his tenure has mostly been affected by the... Trump factor. Now, understand, David Schaefer comes from the Trump tribe, so a lot of that is his fault. In fact, Jay Morgan, former executive director for the state GOP, said that uh, David was quote, a part of the Trump tribe whose blind loyalty to the former president contributed to singing defeats the last two campaigns. So look to see some jostling perhaps at the top of the state GOP. Uh, One potential contender, according to the AJC, Rebecca Yardley, a well-respected chair of the 9th GOP district in Northeast Georgia. Another candidate, DeKalb GOP chair, Marcy McCarthy. Um, Well, she tells the AJC that she's going to run for first vice chair instead. DeKalb GOP. DeKalb GOP. Can't be a whole lot of wins coming out of DeKalb County for the GOP, but all right, Marcy. We see you, girl. All right, so when we come back, I am shocked. Note the sarcasm. We seem to have another Republican illegally voting, (laughs) illegally voting, and it's here in Georgia. Maybe we should start paying the Republicans a little more attention when they talk about growing voter fraud. (laughs) Because if anyone would know, it would be the criminals getting away with voter fraud. Am I right? Anyhow, we have that next. Later in the show, again, uh, I want to thank Donnie Edwards for joining us from Hunger Has No Religion, hhnr.org. They could use your funds. Feel free to visit their website at hhnr.org and donate ahead of that. We'll have him on later in the show. The Ron Show on the America One Radio app, Radio.com. <laughs> Incidentally, for those who don't know... My full-time job is that I am a realtor, a real estate agent with eXp Realty. And you can dive right in to the latest listings, get your home value checked out, check out open houses by visiting me at rononthereal.com. Even share some uh, blog posts that has me focusing in on the real estate industry and trends. Obviously, interest rates are climbing right now, which has a lot of folks thinking, "Oh, that means the market's going to go south." Mm, Atlanta's Atlanta's a different animal. Money Magazine actually says that Atlanta is the number one place to live, the best place to live in the United States. And by 2040, there will be two and a half million more of us living in Metro Atlanta. There's like six million now. That's a big chunk of people coming in the next 18 years. And I know what you're thinking: oh, 18 years? That's that's a long way from now. Do you know it was 18 years ago we were all jamming in the club to a new song called "Yeah" by Usher, Little John, and Ludacris? Yeah, <laughs> not all that long ago, right? Life moves pretty fast. Ferris Bueller, thank you. Currently, we are seeing mortgage interest rates at or above 7%. That's a far cry from the below 3% figures we were enjoying the last two years, but they're not all that different than what they were in 2004, 18 years ago. And by 2040, if you pull the trigger on a home purchase or a rental income investment property today, you'd be either done with it if you chose a 15-year mortgage or more than halfway through a 30-year note with equity growing by the year in a local housing market needing space for 2.5 million more people by 2040. What I'm saying is what you buy now is likely going to be wildly more valuable in 2040 or even 2030. It really is good to be number one, especially if you own your own home or a rental income property or both in Metro Atlanta. Hit me up, Ron at rononthereal.com, 843-283-0078, Georgia MLS 396-720.